Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. What's up, everybody? Ben Rezzi here for Stochastic, talking all things PGA, specifically the Mexico Open. Set the tee off on Thursday. This is PGA Strategy Show. We're going to dive into all the plays. Talk about the course, answer hopefully questions that you have, and most importantly, try to make some money in these DFS contests. There's a lot of new names, a lot of new faces. We're gonna we're gonna go through it together. I'm excited to get into this. I want to welcome everyone to Stochastic right off the bat. Right off the bat. If you're just joining us for the first time, you don't come here often, you found the channel. Hopefully, this is what you're looking for. If you like what you see, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. If you're here all the time, welcome back. As always, I can't wait to get into this. Before we dive in. Mexico Open. Let's talk about what we saw just a little last week at the elevated event. Uh, Hideki. Wow. I, you know, I really liked him last week. If you follow me on Twitter, you knew it was my favorite play. I wasn't alone there. It was a really good price. Did I expect him to win? Not really, particularly after his first three rounds. He was not in contention, really. Then he went absolutely insane. Peak Decky performance. Really helpful for me. Hopefully helpful for a lot of you guys. We saw some crazy stuff. JT. Awful. Tiger gets sick. Spieth gets DQ'd. Normally, I like to bank some of this information. It's not really relevant because none of these guys are, are here. The Mexico Open is such a different event. How many players from the elevated event are even here? We're going to look in just a second, but it's not many. Uh, so it, it's more just let's just dot our T's or dot our I's, cross our T's, whatever the saying is. Look back a little bit. I really want to just give Hideki a shout out because he deserves it, but we're not taking much of that. To this this is the time of the year where you're going to get some weird things from a super strong 70 man field this is 132 players and a very weak field there's 5k pricing all sorts of stuff let's get into it right now uh before i even get to the board let's talk about the course let's talk about where we are in mexico we are at Vaidanta Vallarta. uh i may have butchered that but that's what i'm calling it we are talking about a course we've seen a couple times can score there's no doubt about it you can go low par five scoring driving distance those are the things you're going to hear a lot not just from me today you can attack there's no doubt about it and it's not just that john rom and tony finau have won those are good players really good players they can win anywhere it's we've seen the narrative and we've seen the results from mostly pure ball strikers you know cam champ two straight top tens here patrick rogers Two straight top tens here. A lot of guys that really can be aggressive with that driver. That combination of drive it far, make your putts, can work here. There's no doubt about it. Now, do you want great iron? Sure. Good scrambling? Why not? Of course. All-around game always, always helps. But you're dealing with a par 71. It's nearly 7,500 yards, but again, it's in Mexico. I don't think it's going to even play that long. And you got to attack. So birdie or better percentage, par 5 scoring. Things like that are going to make the difference this week. I think a minus 20 to 25 under could win it. We've seen that in the past. And that's what we're about. I think the biggest takeaways, though, are a different type of field and a different type of course. If you're just looking, you know, if you're somewhat new to PGA DFS, you have to remember how different each course is, how different each week is. You know, if you go from 
playing Augusta and then the next week it's this weird event or something it's totally different it's not there's so many variables so keep that in mind I'm not reading a ton into last week for a lot of these guys and as I already said there's not that much to read into because most of them weren't there but let's get into the plays let's start talking about actual golfers and we're going to start of course with the top tier I brought up our stochastic data Uh, I'll talk about how to get this in a little bit. This is on DraftKings. I'll be using this as my reference point. And we start with $12,000 in Tony Finau. Class of the field, betting favorite by a mile. He should be. He's going to be extremely popular. What's there to say? He just absolutely dominant in his two appearances here. How about a T2 and a win? Um, if Tony Finau is going to be everything that you want and more here. He grades out actually pretty favorably, even at this nosebleed price tag. He's pushing 35 to 40% ownership. These things can update, uh, no doubt about it, but I think it's a pretty reasonable ownership here as I filmed this on early Wednesday. There's nothing to say. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Tony Finau. He fits every build. If you have the money, go and get him. He's the best player in the field, and I think it's by a pretty significant margin. My man Grio is 11,000. Let's just all take a moment and savor this because it's never going to happen again. Uh, he's not going to be nearly as popular and he shouldn't be. I'm a big Grio guy, as we all know, and I think he should be pretty expensive. But if I had a choice, I would go and click Tony Finau, as would everybody else. I think that is a key point. Grio's made six straight cuts. He's putting well, five of six positive with the uh, the flat stick. Irons are hit and miss around the green is terrible off the tee is pretty steady, but it's not an asset for him. So he's just a play. I, I kind of have him indifferent. Now let's start rattling some guys off. So we got Holgard, Thunder Bear is here. Detri is here. Those are the north of 10K options. Uh, when you look at the leverage score, Detri grades out the worst. Holgard, the best of the three. I think I'm in line with that, not just because of those scores, but I just like uh, what Hogarth's been doing. He's been playing well. He was second at Farmers, really gained. He gained across the board there, but three and a half strokes off the tee. That is what I'm talking about. That is what we want to see. And he's starting to get some experience on tour. You know, he had some finishes last year that were pretty quality. In the themes were weak fields, kind of scoring heavy events. He was second at Corrales. He was uh, 21st at Rocket Mortgage, where he had really good ball striking, actually lost a little with the putter. That would have been better 14th at Wyndham. Hogard is an obvious starting point if you don't go to Finau. Uh, the, the interesting thing is if you double-click them, I'm not sure I'm about that this week. You can do it. There's no doubt about it. But you're, you're sucking up a lot of ownership. You're funneling yourself to a specific price point. If you click Finau and then Hogard, you're left with 68 and change for the next four. Again, there's 5K pricing. You can absolutely do it, but you're taking two really popular plays and putting them together in a common build. I would rather go elsewhere. I'd rather have one of them or neither of them in my lineups. Let's look at the second part of the top tier, I guess I can call them. We've got Killa Keith, Jaeger, Patrick Rogers, who I already mentioned, Taylor Pendrith, who is maybe my favorite play. I'll just get that right out there. EVR, Mac Hughes, and Ryan Fox. Target-rich environment. I like this quite a bit. Uh, These are good plays. There's no doubt about that. I want to start with Taylor Pendrith, though. This is a guy that I bet. If you're over on the Odd Chopper channel, you know this already. He was ninth at Farmers. He gained across the board. 
seen him. He was 15th in Mexico at the Worldwide Technology, third at Triners. Gains gains with the uh, you know off the tee consistently. Taylor Pendrith is a good player. Taylor Pendrith is a guy that I believe is going to win on tour. Where was he the closest of winning on tour? Well, that would be Rocket Mortgage, which I have comp to this. That was back a couple years ago. But again, easy conditions. R5 scoring. Got to go low. Weak field. It, it sets up perfectly. Uh, and what I just said about him, I think you can apply to EVR. I think you can apply to a lesser extent to Patrick Rogers. So if you wanted to start in a more balanced build, if you take a couple of them together, I'm clicking in right now, Pendrith and EVR. I mean, first of all, it feels, I feel the pain doing this, but 77 and change for four spots. That's pretty good. You have a lot of flexibility. You could throw another 9K guy in there. You could put a Brandon Wu in there. You could put a Royo in there. Uh, and you're still north of seven for your three other names. So this is a pretty good spot uh, for these guys. Again, the ownership is not nearly as significant. I'm talking about that 10 to 20% range, I think for most of them outside Mackenzie Hughes, as you can see. But the 9K range, particularly that upper, you know, 9,500 to flat 10 is, is an area that I really like this week. I'm going to start some lineups there. You can also do a very obvious Tony Finau plus one. A lot of people are going to do that. A lot of people should do that. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and I, I like that this week, no doubt about it. I'm going to scroll down a little bit uh, and we'll talk about the rest of of kind of the nines, the the upper eights kind of going into the mid tier. I'm going to actually declare it, you know, this week is all the pricing is all messed up. I'm going to declare this the mid tier. It's the upper mid range, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Brandon Wu, Mark Hubbard, Davis Thompson, Doug Gim, another player who fits that type of profile, Jake Knapp, Cameron Champ, Aaron Rott, Charlie Hoffman, Justin Sue. A lot of different types of players. First things that stand out, even now, the ownership is starting to dissipate on a lot of these guys. There's some decent leverage scores out there, particularly Brandon. Will you see that uh, if his ownership comes up? And I think it might come up a little. We'll see how much that changes. Again, this is just a guide uh, and something that I factor in certainly pretty heavily when I'm running the Sims and whatnot. We'll talk about those in a bit. But the guy I want to talk about is Doug Gim. Um, I had him on the list. Someone that he's a dangerous player uh, and he's starting to show it. So Doug Gim missed four straight cuts. Uh, and a pair of them to open 2024, and it was pretty concerning. And he comes in 13th at Farmers out of nowhere, gains across the board, goes to waste management, and it's okay. Is that a, is that an outlier at Farmers, or did Doug Gim find something? How about he follows it up with a really nice 12th place finish at waste management? More importantly than the finish, Doug Gim gained across the board again. The game is in solid shape. If the putter comes. Doug Gim's gonna another guy who's gonna win on tour. He's got the tee to green game. Off the tee is almost automatic. Great course for him. Really solid target. Doug Gim, probably my favorite in the upper 8K range. Can you go to Davis Thompson? Sure. I don't know a lot about Jake Knapp. I'll be honest. You know, we've seen him uh in recent weeks. Talked about him over on Hot Chopper Golf a little bit. The third from Farmers was shocking. You know, he he was coming off miscut, miscut, 70th, and miscut. Sometimes that happens. I tend to think that that was more of an outlier, but he followed up with the 28th at Waste Management. The problem I have with him is not his game. It's 8,700. That's a pretty lofty tag for a guy I think is pretty unknown. You've got Cam Champ there. You know, Charlie Hoffman is an, an enigma. He, yeah, I'm not going to really go there. I don't have a ton of interest. I think Aaron Rye makes sense. 
probably the most popular guy in the range, though, just because it's not a super targeted range. He's been back and forth, though. He hasn't been playing great golf, kind of hit and miss, missed the cut at waste management, 33rd at Farmers. So nothing jumps out there. And then the last guy we've got is Justin Sue, putting specialist, really good with the putter. But he kind of has what I'm talking about in the sense that I'm not saying I want my guy to be bad with the irons. But if you look at Justin Sue's game, off the tee is pretty solid, and he's an elite putter. His short game around the green and his approaches are terrible. That's something you can get away with a little bit. Also, again, and I'm, it's probably because of the, the Mexico comp more than anything else, but he was fourth at Worldwide Technology uh, You know, back in the swing season in November, 10th at Zozo. We have seen him do some things. He certainly got it together in 2023 at times. I mean, this guy made the cut. Uh, in a major, he was sixth at the players. He's a he is a player. He can definitely do it. It's just can we crisp up the irons a little? And he has to lean on the putter. That is no doubt about it. But looking at the screen right now, from Wu down to Justin Sue and Charlie Hoffman, I think I would go Doug Gim one. Uh, I'd probably put Sue two. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And then I would go Brandon Wu three. I don't love the price tag, but he does great at well. I want to monitor that ownership and see what we get there. But this is a pretty good range. Again, it can be your second man in from a fee now. It can be your third or even fourth man in in a very balanced book. The upper mid-range, of course, in a field like this, still going to have plenty of targets. I'm going to continue the mid-range in just a second, but I don't want to bury the lead here. You have seen these revamped data tables. If I scroll up, you know, this is part of the stochastic tools. And it's also part of what we've got going on with the Sims content and whatnot. You can get just this data. You can add it on. Of course, it comes with any Sims package as well. You're going to get Discord no matter what you, you, you purchase. I want to make sure people are aware of this. So I'll bring it up very quickly here, the plans. There's all sorts of different plans. Make sure you go and check out the links below and just see if any of the plans are right for you. You know, you can do just data. You can do data plus Sims or you can do the Sims Max. All three of those are available. You also, if you say, you know what, I like this data. I want this type of stuff, but I'm not ready to commit to a purchase. Uh, I'm going to go to lineup generator. That is really our entryway. You're talking about under $10 per week for a tool that will help you build lineups. It generates those lineups. It gets you discord. It gets you a foot in the door. These are the ways to really get involved here at Stochastic. I really believe in the tools. I use the Sims, of course, but it doesn't mean I don't use lineup generator. I'm spinning lineups all the time, seeing what comes out, seeing what value players uh, uh, grade out well. So there's just all these different types of packages. Make sure you find what works for you uh, and check those out. Again, it's there weekly and monthly. You've got data, data and Sims and Sims Max. So wanted to make sure you guys were aware of that. I couldn't be more excited about where our golf projections and tools are going. Now, let's get to the second half of this kind of, you know, again, I'm going to call it upper middle, whatever, whatever you want to label the range. You know, you've got Michael Kim Maverick. Maverick might be a mega mind genius play, or it could just be a terrible idea. Michael Kim, Ekro, Kim, Toasty, Chiston uh, Hadley, Nasty Nate, Vincent Norman. Let's talk about Maverick. Uh, I think I think we have to. He's eighty one hundred. 
think that's a pretty reasonable tag. Sixth at waste management, gained across the board. 39th at Pebble, 37th at Farmers. Before that, you could back up basically a full calendar year, almost 10 months before you would find a top 40 finish. His game was gone, gone, hurt. You know, I don't know. Now he's back. He looks pretty good. 8,100 is a pretty reasonable play. Uh, you've got Ekrot right there. This is a guy that's starting to get some real reps on tour. Flat eight, like the price. He had made six straight cuts, missed at waste management. It's going to happen. You're not going to make every cut, but he was 37th at Farmers, 25th at Amex, uh, eight at RSM, 23rd at the WWT, as we talked about uh, that, that tournament. Another guy that I think would benefit uh, from some of these birdie-like mentalities where you really need to go low can lean on pretty a pretty well-rounded game. If you're going for just give me the off-the-tee prowess, it would be Rio's fellow countryman, uh, the Argentinian in Tosti. That guy, or Tosti, whatever his name is. We, we know who we're talking about. 43rd at Farmers. The guy's automatic off the tee. The rest of the game doesn't really translate. When he spikes with the putter, he does pretty well. The irons are not there. Kind of like a Justin suit in that mind. Um, but I get it. I think that's a pretty... Pretty decent play, actually. A guy that I might be able to get over. If he's around 10%, I, I, I'll be in that range would be my guess. I'll get over on Maverick. Uh, I'll probably get over on Vincent Norman, to be honest. He's someone I could see myself getting 10 15% of. We'll see what the tools do with him. Uh, I like the game. I just don't know exactly. I shouldn't say I don't know why the results aren't there. The results are not there. He's had a terrible start to the year. 59th miscut, 56th miscut. He's lost strokes putting in all four events. He's gained off the tee in three of four. He's gained with the irons in two of four. It's there. He just needs to fix the putter. You're not going to be able to compete with that type of putting, a change of surface, a weird surface. That can only help a guy like Norman. Don't want to really over leverage myself because he could put himself out of any tournament. But I do like that spot for him. I think that's a pretty reasonable target uh, as we look. But I don't, I want to make sure I get these next couple guys in, particularly Johnny Vegas. Uh, Johnny Vegas fits the mold. And it's not just me who's saying this. He's going to pick up some steam. There's no doubt about it. He grades out really, really well. We'll see what his leverage comes down to. Right now, he grades out as one of, if not the best values on the slate. And I get it. This is a guy that was doing nothing. He couldn't make a cut. Then out of nowhere, he plays really, really nicely at waste management. Finishes in 22nd. Ball striking was there. Three and a half off the tee. Nearly four with the irons. He didn't putt at all. And he still came in 22nd. Off the tee is always strong. This guy's multiple winner on tour. Uh, he's done it. Easy conditions is his jam. Johnny Vegas makes a lot of sense. I have a feeling he's going to steam in ownership a little bit. We'll keep an eye on it. But he's checking a lot of boxes. I've seen his name out there. I put the name out there as well. I think that Vegas... Uh, really grades out well on both sites, not just on DraftKings, but on FanDuel as well. A guy that you want to have in the pool, but you also want to be aware that I think you won't be alone if and when you do that. So you got Johnny Vegas at mid-sevens. Uh, and then the range, I think, kind of falls off. I don't want to say a cliff because there are names, but I'm not super, super keen on, on honing in on anyone in this 7,500 range. Uh, the beautiful thing, you don't see a single guy over 10% projected ownership. Got her up, I guess, and Sam Stevens as I scroll a little bit. But they're just hovering. Uh, flyers in this range for me, Grayson Sig, Alexander Bjork, Carson Young. Uh, different types of players. Bjork needs to fix the off-the-tee game. 
but he's obviously got a lot of experience in Europe. I like his game. He can get really, really hot with the irons. Carson Young is a name that uh, I guess I always say this is kind of a passion project. I've been playing him a little bit. He's been making cuts 17th at Amex, 56th at Farmers, 41st at Waste Management. Not bad, honestly. Uh, five out of six dating back to last year. I think he just continues to churn out not great finishes, but good enough finishes. Uh, can he be your fourth or fifth man in in a lineup? I think so. Uh, I really do. And when I look at this, as I kind of, I'm going to declare this the start of the salary savers. Uh, for the salary savers, I think a guy like Carson Young in a balance build makes a lot of sense. You're going to be able to get leverage with, you know, double digit ownership anywhere in there. And he's not in a range with a huge opportunity cost. I don't, you know, Smalley, I think is fine. Spawn, Sig, I mentioned. Most people to me are going to gravitate towards that skill set stack, and I get it. And that would be Goddard up and Stevens. Those are the bombers in this range. Those are the guys we know. Goddard up in particular. His off the team metrics jump off the page. Birdie or better percentage jumps off the page at times when you're looking at par fives, things like that. People are going to get to him. And I get why. He grades out pretty standard uh, from what I see. I, I would like him in the pool. I'm not going to over leverage myself with a guy like that. I think that it's just an opportunity uh, to see what we can get with a guy like Goddard up um, and not go crazy. So you're, to round out the sevens, again, Carson Young, Bjork as a, as a wild card. Sig and Goddard up definitely in the conversation, but I don't think you need to over leverage any of them. Oh boy, now we're getting somewhere. It starts the 6K range and there's going to be a lot of names down here. Not a lot of names I feel comfortable with. I will say Tyler Duncan talked about him actually in another video. You can check that out right on this very channel. He dunks. Um, you know, he he thrives in these type of conditions. Another guy, it's a theme. Off the tee is probably the strongest point. He does some things at times. 53rd at Waste Management, 34th at Amex, 65th at Sony. You're asking these guys to make a cut. There's no doubt about it. And if they make a cut, can they score? Well, Tyler Duncan can score. He's been a showdown play for a lot. Again, these tools support showdown, by the way. I wish I mentioned that earlier, but all these tools support showdown. Um, Tyler Duncan is going to be one of the more popular players in the range, but how popular will this range even be? I would say pretty unpopular. His price on FanDuel as well is very reasonable. And now we're just getting into flyers. Uh, so I'm going to start naming some guys that, again, I, I think are all you're asking about. They're not going to be popular. If you get them right, how big is the payoff? Uh, and then how big is the downside? Well, we know the downside are missed cuts, but again, how much do you need to leverage to really get to them? A guy like Balamaki, uh, Finnish golfer. Yeah, that's right. Um, Higo. These are names that I think I'm going to take some stabs at, but I don't know how you really hone in on any of them. A, a leverage off of a common build up top, you know, say you go Finau, you got Vegas in there and a couple other guys. This is the type of guy that could round out the lineup and give it a different flair. Uh, Valamaki won in Qatar. Uh, he's played a couple of events here and there. He doesn't have a ton of experience on tour, but he's starting to get those reps. And I think his game is pretty well suited, actually. Higo, it's kind of the opposite in some ways. He's been over here. He won, you know, right off the bat. Now he's done pretty much nothing. Uh, but he comes randomly, uh, you know, for the top of the leaderboard here and there. His off the tee game isn't even gaining that much. And that's my biggest concern. His irons are straight broken. His putter is there. So he has one piece of the puzzle. He needs his bombing ability back. I still think in a weak field like this, Higo can grind his way through and lean on that par five scoring. 
I like Valamaki though, uh, as that type of flyer. I think that when you look at this range, T-Donks, Valamaki, I mean, if you want to go Kazire, he's a totally different type of player. That's more of a putting specialist that you hope survives off the tee. But Higo is right there as well. Uh, this is really the range I'm going to hope to land my lineups in. There's plenty more golfers to go, and certainly I'm going to scroll down with you guys just to see what we got going on. But I'll be honest, I don't want to get down into these depths if I can avoid it. We're talking about corn ferry players. We're talking about huge, huge miscut equity. Uh, and we're just talking about guys that we just don't have a lot of data on in the sense that they either haven't been playing or they've been playing so poorly that they're not going to grade out. Uh, not that they grade out poorly. They just don't do a lot in terms of distancing themselves from their neighbors, from Chan Kim to Cootie to Davis Riley, Ryan Palmer, Campillo, uh, Cristobal Del Solar. That guy shot like 40 on the Corn Ferry Tour over 18 holes, Kim Jong-un style or whatever. Really, really absurd stuff. I think here, this is where you, you have to look price dependent, skill set dependent, even tee time stack dependent. Uh, when I look at these names, not a lot of jumps out to me. I guess Chan Kim was someone that I did dig into a little bit. I saw him at Amex. Uh, then he followed up with a miscut at Farmers, but he lost nearly five strokes putting. That's very forgivable. Uh, that's not easy to do. It's not easy to make a cut when that happens. I'm going to try to avoid this range. I'm going to be honest. Again, I don't think you want to go here if you don't need to, but you may need to. Uh, you may need to go even lower. Again, we're just going to keep going. We're going to we're gonna look at every name. I just don't have much for you down here. I got one name, though, Matthew Neesmith. He's 6,200. I just thought that was a little low. Um, I, again, pushing 3 to 5% ownership. His leverage score is what caught my eye. Again, these will update. But he's someone that I, I get the case that they're making, that we're making at 6,200. Uh, he's made... Actually, a big string of cuts dating back. You're talking about seven of eight made cuts. Now, a lot of them result in a 53rd, something that's not really going to help you. But four rounds absolutely helps us. There's no doubt about that. The irons, the ball striking, they're average at best. The putting is pretty weak. The stats are pretty weak in general. He's 6,200. Uh, we're not going to get everything we want in this range. That would be crazy to think that we would. It's a $6,200 golfer. Uh, You've got Matty Schmid if you're going pure bombers. He's done nothing so far, though. You've got Molinari down here, who, if you're just betting on name recognition, I get it. I get how you could land there, but I, I have no confidence in that. Jimmy Stanger is a guy that we saw pop up uh, actually pretty recently. Again, should be 1% owned. These are guys last man into the pool if you're building a 150 set something you might get some shares stanger was 14th at amex don't know a lot about him he, he's a university of virginia guy he's got some talent there's no doubt about it we saw him certainly more on the corn ferry tour and when we did he was popping you know he's winning events and, and boom bust potential but it does seems like a lot of risk he could make the pool i wouldn't have more than a couple shares though uh and that's about it man i, I mean we're gonna look out of respect for these 5k golfers slash it's really the only time we'll ever get to do that but I, i'm not going to spend a lot of time on these names i'm just going to scroll through uh ryan more kevin chapel my man mj defu who we've seen at times norman jong the panda ct pan 
Springer, Wilson Fur. Uh, now, now we're we're just we're just naming names. Uh, and when I, by the way, just rattling off those names, those were not endorsements. Those were just me reading uh, the the English language here. Don't don't play these guys. I just think it's unnecessary. You know, Martin Trainer and Lipsky. I looked into these guys. The only way I would do this, as we kind of round this out, would be that if you are absolutely in love with a build up top that requires it. If you tell me I I need Finau, I need Hogard, I need Pendrith, I have to have them. I have to have them in the lineup. Well, then you have to find a couple of these guys down here. And you're saying that those three are going to do such heavy lifting that these guys can grind out a cut, outscore their placement points, and that's going to be enough for you. I think that's the recipe that you're looking for. It's just a very risky, risky proposition. Uh, so to close that out and to close this out, I wouldn't go crazy with these names. I think it's just a little much. Uh, before I leave you, I'll just quickly bring up FanDuel for you guys, just so you can see it. Um, again, the beautiful thing about this, you can move these columns super easily. So if you can say like, all right, I don't want to look at standard deviation. I want to see leverage. Uh, sure. Boom. We do this. You can see it. You can filter. Again, it's all there as part of these packages. Really, really think about joining us here at Stochastic. And when you do, do not miss out on our Discord. Our Discord is there. It's for every single package. You have a DFS subscription. You get access to the Discord. When you're in there, say what's up to me. I'm always in there answering questions. I'm on the betting side a lot as well. Uh, we just love love providing that. It's just a fun community growing quickly, of course. Couldn't be happier. I tried to get through all these names. I think we've done some pretty damn good work here. But as always, if there's a golfer I missed, if you have a 2v2 and you're not using the tools, you have a question about the tools or signing up, or you just want to say what's up, tweet me at jazzrazdfs. I'm available, hanging out, talking golf on Twitter all the time. No problem whatsoever. And really just be part of this community. Links are below. Check them out. And again, if you have any questions, let us know here at Stochastic. I'm going to bounce on out of here. Mexico Open. I'm going to leave you with this. Taylor Pendrith. I like that name. and I like that spot for him. I hope he can give Fino a run for his money here. I would love to see it. For all of you guys, enjoy the tournament. Let's make some money. And when you do, make sure you, you send those screenshots. We want to celebrate together here at Stochastic. Enjoy the Mexico Open. Thanks for stopping by. And I'll see you next week.